All right, so we have a very, very, very special guest today. Yes, um, we do. He is described by Complex as Trap's newest star. He's a Toronto native and is right now in Atlanta. And uh-huh. with his latest single, Just Tex. Um, He's taking over the kinda, club scene, man. Magic City. Yeah, yeah. Blew up um, at Magic City in Atlanta. He's becoming really, really, really up-and-coming name. But yeah, he was co-signed with Swampizzo, who, yeah. I mean, huge name in Atlanta. Launched the careers Gucci Mane, Future, Young Thug, mm-hmm. and, and now Shaw. So he's he's going to be, I, I mean, I'm hoping, I mean, he's already getting blowing up right now. But I mean, he's, he's going to be a huge name. And especially with the music um, that he's making right now is, I think, is so incredibly unique in the world, especially in the world of trap, but just in hip hop in general, I think. Mm-hmm. With Just Text, his biggest single right now, which hit number one on Atlanta radio. Um, a rapper, artist, and all-around just super cool guy, Shaw. Um, and we had him on um, for conversation, talked about um, kind of the whole trap scene in Atlanta, um, comparing scenes between New York, Toronto, and Atlanta, and also just talking about kind of getting into the business, getting into the mm-hmm. game and um exploring all the the nuances of of that. So, this is a really really enjoyable uh conversation that we had with Shaw, who's in Atlanta right now. Um and I hope you guys enjoy. Um this is this has probably been our, our biggest guest that we've had so far. So, this is this is super exciting. This is really exciting. I mean, um uh we did it over Skype and if you've ever used Skype, you know it's not perfect. So, but mm-hmm. like, man, was he kicking knowledge. So uh, without yeah. further ado, here's our exclusive interview with Shaw. Shaw, it's good to have you on the show. This is really, really exciting. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, man. 2018. Let's get this. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's January 2nd right now, the moment of recording. And I'm feeling this year, bro. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Yeah, man, 2018, we're ready for it, man. Um, I know for myself, I, I'm not a big, uh, like, in 20, as a rapper, as an entertainer, New Year's Eve mm-hmm. day, like, you know, it's a lucrative day. But uh-huh. in terms of that sort of shit doesn't mean much to me. Um, but there's been a lot of hard work that has that we've been putting into it, me and like the people sort of supporting me and my team. And I guess just yesterday, so January 1st, there started to be some of this stuff that's happening like unexpectedly. Like there was like a number of people that just hit me up in the DM. One thing that I one thing that I really did in 2017 was really talking to my fans so Mm -hmm. um you know i first put out music i first put out like officially put out music in 2016 i've been doing this you know since i was in high school and i put out music before like mixtape type you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but this past year was really like all my fans in the dms in the comments to try to find time to do that and then that's been paying 
dividends in that yesterday, a number of these people, hey, check out this thing I wrote about you. Hey, I'm writing this article about you. Mm-hmm. And one thing is that, and especially that press is one area where we just sort of decided, you know what, like, this isn't really something that we need to be spending time on, like traditional press. So in this model of the world that we're in and like this model of media, we're like, what, what, what you guys like that is actually a lot more important. It's nice mm-hmm. to think that, you know, day one of the year already <laughs> happened. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So would you say that, um, I mean, you're a, you're an independent artist, right? <clears throat> There's a lot of like traditional, um, traditional stuff that you used to do used to have to do as an artist like make it i guess like uh you have to get signed to the label you have to do the press runs in the regular media um so what you're saying basically is those days are over right um or or how how would you yeah yeah yeah, sure i I can just say how things have changed so yeah so before it was like i mean if, if we're talking about before, because two types of before, there was like the before of like, like really before like nineties, you know, two thousands, and everything before that, which is yeah. to me more or same, which was you did need to come through a label um, and press run and radio and on your way to festivals and the Grammys is that's the order, right? Then there was like um uh intermediate or like there was the you know before um maybe two years ago where like blogs really mattered right yeah Um, yeah and streaming didn't matter nearly as much right now and then Mm -hmm. there is something to suggest that streaming itself is kind of a facade but you know type of that one um and then there's the model of today that we're that we're in where like if you think of two years ago blogs the new sort of rolling stone the new newspaper and now blogs don't even matter that much mm-hmm. uh, unless you're doing it in, unless like the blogs are carpet bombing your name yeah right, right. yeah it doesn't it doesn't matter what really matters is like touching the hands directly on the internet what you're doing in the streets which is like making yeah. it right. connect. Right. So, yeah. so that's how things have changed in terms of the road, your path to stardom. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm someone that sort of inadvertently um, has achieved sort of like higher level things that will typically wait, like they'll typically happen like later on in an artist's career, mm-hmm. and sort of. A lot of it was, uh, I guess, some of those things like the United Nations Population Fund hit me up. So United, so United Nations, I'm sure you know what the UN is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, and I've done a lot of nonprofit work in the past. They hit me up and something like, "Hey, they, we see what you're doing. Um, you know, let's do something. Like, let's do something together." This was a, a way for me to like contribute to them. Where typically this sort of opportunity might not happen like a little bit later in a rapper's career. So mm-hmm. that stuff is all good. But then there's also things that that are happening, like some interest that I'm getting for like uh, uh, you know TV shows and movies and type of stuff, which it sort of makes sense for that to happen later in my career. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I can do it right now, but it just might not land, or it might just be like, like mm-hmm. a, a point in my career where I'm super worried about like squeezing every cent out of every opportunity. It's more about just like really building, really touching my fans in a way that is like uh, impacts them. That's yeah. where we're. At. Mm-hmm. This sort of opportunity, like I just said, it's the you know internet for the electronic version of right yeah it's 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 funny really <clears throat> that it's like online but it's really like you said it's really the same thing as it was back in the 90s like you gotta shake the right hands like you gotta <clears throat> talk to your fans engage um so um so i was interested like you mentioned uh the stuff with the un your uh, philanthropy stuff like that right um so I was, uh, I want to touch upon this. I recently wrote an article. Um, it was about uh, materialism and hip hop. And basically I did a, I did, uh, it's, it's actually come out uh, recently uh, in, in an ebook. I'll link it in the description. Um, oh, okay, sweet. But, um, and the, the paper copy is going to be released early this year. Uh, but anyway, the top, like the, the, what I did was I, um, looked at materialism and hip-hop as it changed after the financial crisis hit. So, like, the last couple of years, if materialism declined, and I saw a lot of artists like Chance the Rapper, like J. Cole, like Kendrick Lamar, not being as interested in that anymore. And, like, what I get from from your music and the stuff that you say, um, it's really, like, more of a pursuit of happiness thing than a pursuit of wealth thing or, like, like financial wealth thing. Right. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you how do you see what do you view being successful in hip hop? Uh, what do you think that is nowadays? I mean, so that's that's a, I, I hadn't thought about that connection before, like the, the um, you know, this recession and yeah, in rap um, because the Typical rap money starts in the streets, right? So that's, yeah, coming, yeah. That, that's something that you know is going to be less connected to the economy, like in terms of you know real estate and the stock market than um, typical sources of wealth. But there's still be some, but at the higher level in rap, in rap, yeah, there would be less money floating around. So. So that, I mean, that's definitely an interesting connection in terms of what are the goals or what what is a rapper pursuing. That's obviously like a personal question, mm-hmm. but I do agree with you in or if you're suggesting that the um, you know recession, the economy has changed goals for a rapper. I would agree with you. Um, and even though it's an individual thing, like I can tell you what my goals are, but yeah, please do. <laughs> even even at, even from a, a broader perspective, I do think that things have changed a little bit, just because now I do think that rap has become a playing field that's more open to a, a real artist. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
as not to knock, you know, like 90s rap or early 2000s yeah, yeah. rap. Like, I really still love gangster shit. And I, and I, and one thing I don't love is this sort of like, you know, this like, you know, pussification of rap, right? Oh, yeah, but, totally. But I do think it's dope that people can be artists um, because it sort of opens up a lot more art coming out. Um, mm -hmm. And then it allows the artist to really speak to fans that in the past may have only had these like generic options, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. okay. So Where now, you know, like, like, I don't know if uh, XXX Temptation could have, you know, popped the same way that he's popping now. Mm -hmm. And whatever, you know, like, obviously, like, domestic abuse is like, hundred percent all the way, but whatever it is, that guy is speaking to some fans that might not have had uh, uh, that opportunity in the past, right? Yeah, yeah. So my goals, um, my personal goals overall, the end goal for me, uh, and like wealth is a part of you know my drive, but I guess it's mm -hmm. for different than for a typical rapper because like I'm not really interested in in whips or um, mm -hmm. a lot of the like the materialistic things that are have become a part of rap but yeah. um, what I like my main <clears throat> sort of goal what do you want to do that's up there and it's really sort of in shifting culture and changing culture and one of the things that's really important to me is like that artists and and you know celebrities and rappers and like you know other people that are doing what we do in like creating art and, and the influence is using this for good as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to using this for like perpetuating our own um uh our own wealth yeah there's a lot of you know injustice and inequality in the world and to me so to me, where I think that I have a lane where I can use my influence very powerfully to create change is in sort of like the gender inequality. Yeah, Difference, like yeah, yeah. Sexism, the inequality between men and women. I think that we have a, not an obligation or a duty, but we have leverage, me, we being like men. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. In speaking to other men about the injustices in the world and the sexism in the world, the same way that a white guy can talk to other white people about racism in a way where the white audience might not, you know, it might not trigger like the defensive response that yeah. people when I'm talking to them or when Malcolm yeah. X is talking to them. Or, mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, that's why the Eminem Freestyle BET was so successful, I think. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. definitely. Specific response there that shows you that it worked. It's not that just it did a lot of damage. Because Jay-Z's 444 yeah. was, yeah. you know, like, more towards that sort of, you know, mm -hmm. thoughtful thoughtful lyricism than than we would have expected and and that got a good response yeah but with this Eminem thing that you're talking about the specific thing that happened was that you could see by the response he did have these fans that were these you know neo-nazi trump supporter alt-right whatever it is yeah you know that that world he did have supporters that were there that that that's you know 
any fight was not going to have. So that actually nails it on the head. So now, like that nails on the head what I'm talking about in terms of using mm-hmm. our platform that we have for um, making the world a better place. And, that, and, and I just, I don't want that to sound corny. It's not like, we're not talking about some, um, like, I think in the 80s or the 90s, there was something called like Band Aid, where a bunch yeah. of... <laughs> we are the world. <laughs> <Can't> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about that. And those things that happen are great. If they raise funds for something, that's great. That's great. But I'm talking about a more, a, a, like, talking directly to my fans. And Eminem, yeah. they're talking... So, um, so that's the goal. And then, you know, there, there's, there's other goals along the way. Like every rapper wants to win a Grammy and, and you know, do Saturday Night Live and um, do those sorts of things. But my, uh, a lot of my personal goals are driven in uh, yeah, creating change. That's great, man. Okay. Yeah, you've awesome. got... Uh, so, yeah, Zach, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So go, kind of going off that, so... Would you wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't necessarily call yourself like a conscious rapper, um, and I guess just my question is just kind of like what are your thoughts on that whole like conscious hip hop or political hip hop? Because you're talking about all these things that are very, I guess, politically motivated in a way or like consciously, you know what I'm saying? But um, so yeah, so then I. I, like my favorite rapper for one point for like Rich was Immortal Technique, oh, yeah. and I, I still love Tech and Dead Prez and that sort of thing. So I love political rap, conscious mm. rap. To me. The world would be a better place if every rapper like strived to be. Oh, yeah. I'm not a conscious rapper because I think there's a righteousness to that. Mm-hmm. In you know, I guess what people describe as conscious rap, there's this um, righteousness where it's very clear what the message is, what the content is. If you look yeah. at Immortal Inc. or Dead Prez, it's very, um, it's crystal clear what the message is, what, what they're talking about. For me, I'm not that righteous uh, is one thing. And so, you know, there's moments where I'm just talking about something fun. But more importantly, the message in my music is very, it's kind of like, deeply embedded meaning it might take like five listens before someone catches like oh wait wait what's John talking about or what is he talking about here oh but like it's very deeply embedded in there and there's a couple reasons for that one is that um um atlanta's really influenced my sound and my music so that the first thing that you're going to hear is the first thing that's sort of like there now, and this is sort of how the music automatically comes out of me, is the, the melodies, the flow, the catchiness of the sound, yeah. so that, and, and the, the, the impact there is that someone who's not even paying attention, or someone who's in party mode, or someone who's at the strip club, or the club, or wherever, is is tuned in. It's like, all right, I'm enjoying this. So that's one reason, which is just right. in Atlanta, the, the 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 vibe of the music is takes priority over the lyrics. And even in even in the way that I craft the music, it's like before 
I could just write lyrics without a beat, and now I don't really do that anymore. Maybe I'll, I'll think of a bar. I'll be like, oh, that's dope, all right. And then I'll, you know, I'll throw it in somewhere. Right. But, so it's all part but, of, like, you want to make the music as enticing as possible, like, draw your audience in, and then after a few listens, all of a sudden they're going to figure out these these deeper layers of your song and like try to get your message i don't know if you want to call it a message but try to get it across that way instead yeah. of like the in your face like feminism is good uh misogyny is bad yo well like <laughs> you, you you sort of nailed it so in so you you almost nailed it the only difference is that it wasn't really intentional it's not like i'm i'm like plodding and i'm like all right what's the way to get people ah, okay I, it's sort of like Atlanta just so there's DJ Outlaw in uh, at Magic City in Atlanta which is like a very I guess influential strip club right. he was the first guy to play my music in Atlanta he heard the difference between what I started making after getting to Atlanta and before he's like Atlanta just gave you that soul which you know mm-hmm. meant the melody and the flow just came first um, so that sort of just happened um, but but the part where you're, where you're like exactly right on is that I don't think when you're preaching, you're being very effective in, in this. Yeah. Because there are some people who are pursuing, I want political hip hop, I want, but in general, people just want entertainment. So when you're beginning from a standpoint of, when it sounds like you're preaching, like you yeah. should do this or we should do this or, yeah. or complaining in life, um, in my opinion. Um, it's just you're, you're just not going to have that impact. So, yeah. um, and then I guess the, the the another aspect to it is that I like to have depth there, so that the music is still fresh several listens later. Yeah, yeah. In my music, where it's sort of like a puzzle yeah. that five layers deep. But that's just sort of personal. Because then there's also the realization that someone like this might never be caught, or this might not, or I might never the fan who catches this yeah and it's sort of like i'm just doing it and let's just see what happens it's really about creating art at that point like in a nutshell it's like someone can be hearing my music like i i'm sure i have i'm sure some of my biggest fans don't even realize what the um real the extent of like the lyrical depth so if you were to tell them oh shout the conscious rapper they'd be like what what are you talking about yeah it must no, scare off a- people even like oh yeah, yeah. I don't want I don't want that preachy conscious stuff I just want to like have fun and then yeah, exactly yeah. I, just, I just want and, and the same way that um the world the world of entertainment and music rap is open especially rap is opened up so that artists can just be artists and um you know whatever experience they're experiencing they can they can just do that. It also allowed for. It's also allowed for a world where these divisions and classifications in rap don't mean as much as they used to. Now, there's some that will hold true, and it really will, like battle rap. Okay, battle rap. That's own thing. That's mm. its own. Thing. It's over there, and this is how that world works. Mm. Even the differences between political rap and, and whatever is like if you really got the sauce, you can you can 
there, there, there's no boundary. So it's not like I'm avoiding the label of political rap or conscious rapper for that reason. Like, well, if I say I'm a conscious rapper, less people will fuck with me. But it's just that, like, I, it's not really what I am. I'm just, I'm just a yeah. rapper who happens to have like lyrical yeah. depth, you know? Yeah, uh, that's just brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a lot of like what you call your soul came from from being in Atlanta and from being inspired <clears throat> inspired by like the Atlanta hip hop scene, um, yeah. the trap the South, scene, yeah, the, the South in general. I would yeah, say, the but South yeah. in general. Yep. Um, so how would you? Uh, so I'm in New York right now. How would you compare it to New York's rap scene or Toronto, where you're from? Or um, yeah, I was about to ask that. How okay. would you? Yeah, how do you? How do you see? differences what's the differences what's the similarities between those scenes what what's like i'm really curious to hear your insights on that yeah for sure that um so musically so i guess um musically atlanta and toronto are similar in the vibe of this sound like the vibe sound overall mm -hmm. like toronto's really embraced melody um, which is like, you know, that's uh, Atlanta's calling card. Um, and I would say that because it's in a different country and the population of Canada is small and the infrastructure just isn't there in Toronto, you might not hear about Toronto rappers in, like, in, in the same way that you hear about Atlanta rappers. Yeah. But right. I really think that those are the top two cities right now. But um, on the other hand, the lyrics in... The lyrics in Toronto and New York um, matter a lot more upfront. So um, that that lyricism, like what you hear Joe Budden always trolling about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the lyrics hold a lot more weight and have a lot more value in Toronto and um, uh, in New York. But then, what New York and Atlanta have in common? Um, and Atlanta actually might even be more, uh, Atlanta actually might have this quality even louder um, than New York, and definitely both of them more than Toronto, is that, so in Toronto, to come up in the rap game, you are, you can be an artist the whole way. You might have like a job on the side. You might be in the streets trapping, but, 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 but Toronto doesn't work the same way in, as New York and Atlanta. Yeah. In order to get push, you need it to start. Meaning, in order to like whatever it is, however you're going to get the exposure that you need to start popping, you're going to need money. And in Atlanta, in the rap world, almost always there's very few rap Atlanta rappers who didn't come from the streets, who aren't backed by street money, and and who weren't really in the streets themselves and making that money. Mm. So, what that translates to is that. You might, you know, and, and I realize this now being from Toronto and being a New York guy and then coming here, it's that you don't realize the authenticity that's the of an artist who's coming up from Atlanta. If you're in Atlanta and you didn't come from the streets and you're claiming anything to do with the streets, mm, yeah. you're going to get called out immediately, immediately. Whereas in Toronto, like, you know, I know rappers that are, you know, talking about that they live and there's no and 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 they're not judged for that there's nothing wrong with that people might try to come at them you know like mm -hmm. fake and then but i don't really think people are paying the price for that in yeah 
And in New York, it can sort of go either way. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know if designer was in the streets like that, but I don't really think he's talking about the like that. I, I don't mm. know. Yeah. Mm. So who's, and Bobby, I mean, Bobby Schmurder was in the streets like that. So that's another difference. That's a bit of a surprise in that, because, like, I kind of, like, well, I don't think that, um, you know, damn, like, this day of, like, the day of authenticity and rap really is dead. This was, like, my mentality maybe, like, three years ago before getting to Atlanta. Hmm. But then you get, I don't know, these guys are all really in the streets, or they came from the streets. Yeah. So, um, uh, so that's a big difference. But, like, you know, lyric, and so part of it is what you'd expect. All right, lyrics up north, lyrics in New York, lyrics in Toronto matter more. And in Atlanta, it's really just got that vibe. But then, you know, you get into these nuances that you kind of got to be there to experience. And then from the artist standpoint, which is, um, you know, that's the other part that I've experienced. The big benefit that Atlanta has over, definitely over New York and, and I mean, definitely over Toronto, mm-hmm. that in Atlanta, the people you want to meet are out in the open. Atlanta, the people that can, like, help your career, that can get you buzzing, they're, it's the strip club deep in. Yeah. yeah. The rappers are going to, the, to, to party. So, like, you know, Gucci will be at Magic City, and you can just, you know, and if you're in Magic City, oh, what's up, what's up, cool, blah, 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 chop it up, you know, like, you know, last time I was at Magic City, Sunny Digital was like, you know, a very renowned producer mm-hmm. and an artist there, and just, just chit-chatting with him. Whereas um, in New York, the people who can help you, it, there's a lot of them in New York, obviously. Like New, York, New York and L.A. are obviously like still the, the titans of entertainment, but it's sort of like in the boardroom. It's sort of like, you know, it's... Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of like you might not even know that this person is the head of Spotify. You know what I mean? So, so um, it's not the people that can impact your career are not out in the open like that. So, um, for a rapper who's trying to hustle their way up in New York, there. There might just be a lot more that you need to do, and it's going to be a lot more. But what you could bank on is doing a lot more, like touching of the hands, right? Like yeah. so you're doing a lot more, like shows, maybe like open mics, like circuit type stuff. Um, until you start, until you can work your way into those circles, like where you know you're um, meeting the people that can impact your career. And in Toronto. That infrastructure just really isn't there. So, you know, um, yeah, like, that infrastructure just isn't there in Toronto for the same way. So if you want to just grind your way to the top in Toronto, um, you're going to... You're going to need to play into sort of the Canadian system, which there is a very supportive system there, whereas, like, you know, there's... All sorts of like support from artists, from the government, and, and things like that. But then for a rapper, like you come to you come to Atlanta, and you're a rapper, and there's this immediate appreciation for what you do. Like when I first got to Atlanta, you know, the way I carry myself, the way I dress, whatever it is, you know, people would like like walking down the street. Oh, yo, you're an artist or a rapper? Like, yeah. Yo, oh, what's your name? Shot. Yo, man, keep doing your thing, man. Good luck to you. And now as as I'm recognized increasingly it's like oh shit yo shot what's up man like yo salute do your thing playboy in atlanta 
Whereas in Toronto, especially for an emerging rapper, like especially for the rapper before they've heard of you, it's not uh, it, that appreciation for you is absolutely not there. Oh, okay. And even in, if you're a rapper that people don't know, or you meet someone as a rapper, I meet someone who hasn't heard of me as a rapper yeah. in New York, unless that person's a real like hip hop head, it's not, it's not the most powerful, you know, setting. Whereas in Atlanta, it is. In Atlanta, this is type for best. You know what I mean? Whether it's like, it's sort of like, oh, oh, you're a millionaire? Oh, shit, dope to meet you. Oh, you're a rapper? Dope to meet you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that is something that real, and then you can understand why rap flourishes in Atlanta. Because if it feels good to be a rapper, that's what you're going to do. Yeah, Whereas exactly. Whereas in Toronto, like, yeah. all right, well, I don't really want to tell people I'm a rapper because blah, blah, blah. So and I think this is changing because I see in Toronto, like there's, I, you can just see like every year there's just more and more talent, more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Shit. But, but, but that's another difference from the artist perspective that it's just a lot a lot happier it's a lot more powerful place to be uh -huh. an artist uh, in in atlanta mm -hmm. so is that the reason you uh, went to atlanta or did you just find out about that when you got there yeah it was the latter it was i i was not expecting that i definitely didn't come i didn't come to atlanta with any intention at all of this of sort of like shifting uh headquarters you know right uh, i about a year ago at the end of 2016 so like October 2016. Yeah, he heard like, "Yo, Shaw, you got there's like a little buzz. You got you got a buzz, mm, okay. Atlanta, which I've never I've never been to Atlanta. I've never been to Georgia. I think mm. I might not. I like I I have a really good relationship with New Orleans. I used to live in New Orleans, um, and then you know everyone goes to Miami, but." As far as the South, no relationship with the South. It was like, huh, how did Atlanta? How, how does Atlanta know who I am? All right, well, there's a festival called A3C. Let's go there for A3C. Let's find out. Let's, let's see what's going on. Get there, and there is this, like, there's, this, you know, there's something going on in the street, in the industry. There's people who are, you know, trying to manage me, trying to sign me. There is this natural, organic um, movement happening without any effort that was it felt great it felt great and then it was like well and then you know as a fact like as a fact that you would read that okay atlanta's got it atlanta is the hip-hop mecca and it's been so for you know a little while now like we all know that yeah. new york is the birthplace mm -hmm. yeah. um, new york is like the you know it's the capital in terms of like the history but we know that like you know new york artists aren't we know that atlanta has got the sauce but yeah, for, I guess for from uh, Toronto, the past few years, definitely. Yeah. New York rappers, like, right, right, right. And then it's like, you know, this is, this fact is of no value to me as an outsider. Like, it's not like, you know, I mean, so, so, so you never, you, you just took it for what it is. Um, uh, but then when I arrived and it was like, oh, yo, this is a lot of good news. And this scene is dope. And then, and yeah. then it's like, then it was like, all right, well, yo, is this is this the place to be? And then just it just it, it hasn't stopped. Meaning in Atlanta, just the good news and the wave, the good news hasn't stopped. The wave has kept building. And then it was to the point where it's like, well, it just it it 
this is what makes sense. Being in Atlanta is, is this is it's so happy. It's so much more. There's so much success here that's yeah. already happened, and and it's waiting to happen. And it's like, all right, like I guess we're just going in on Atlanta. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that, so that's how that happened. But no, it was not like. Oh, yo! I heard in Atlanta this is how it is. So let's relocate there. I wish I had known that. Then I would have been here a lot earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Known about Atlanta, like, and I guess I guess I did know. Like I just said, like you, you we know that Atlanta is the rap mecca, but you don't see how that has an impact for you. So, you know, but I wish yeah. I had known about that earlier. I think I think it's interesting this whole conversation about like specific, you know, regional influences and how cities like affect you and your music and just the scenes within them, especially because nowadays I feel like people, I guess, consider, or like, I guess people don't think about regional influences as much as they used to, because everything's kind of like on the internet now. So people just kind of. Great point. Yeah. Great yeah. Point. But I still do think that there is obviously like big influences when it comes to like, being in the South versus being in either like Toronto or New York or wherever you are, like that's still going to have an influence on, on artists, I guess. Uh, for sure. On artists and still on fans, you know, like, like Dave East, yeah. like Dave East is a New York rapper. Dave East is a New York rapper and he gets love in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but I mean, Dave East is a New York rapper. Um, so there, and like, you know, Migos is that. At, oh yeah. Atlanta, that's that's trap. That's that's that trap. <laughs> Future is obviously that um, trap town. YG is obviously an, an LA, a West Coast artist. Yeah, you know? obviously. Yeah. So um, there are still these differences, both in terms of the artist and the fans that they speak to. But you're definitely right in that the internet has busted down those doors because the Toronto sound. When I was a kid, the Toronto sound was. Um, basically take the New York sound, mm. throw in a little bit of, like, Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> throw in, like, a little bit of, like, Canadian intelligence and, you know, progressive politics and, you know, understanding of the world, and that's the Toronto sound. But it's basically, like, you know, your, your, your main course is still that New York substance whereas now the, the toronto sound is is much more advanced you know so um so you're right the, I, the internet the internet and whatever whatever just changes have taken place have definitely like blurred those lines yeah in a way where the art is better you know yeah oh yeah definitely uh steven were you gonna say something i'm curious like being from toronto and like um like what's what's the influence of of guys like Drake uh on you or on the status of like a rapper being from Toronto like how is that Ooh. how is that uh affect you personally so um one i think most people will be able to relate to like whenever someone from your city especially when your city is not new york or london or paris succeeds yeah there's a sense of pride, it's sort of like, yeah, sort yeah. of like, you know, when your sports team wins and, and and you're proud of that. Even like, even for people who don't follow, you know, you don't follow baseball, but the Blue Jays win. There's going to be this like 
hey, this is good. This is a, this is good. So I'm very proud of him, uh, Greg, as an artist. Um, and then there's definitely an impact. Um, like when you say you're from Toronto, it's definitely only a really a good thing. And now that used to be a good thing, like, you know, like I think New York has always had an appreciation for Toronto, but in other places, uh, you know, it's like, oh, you're from Canada. Like, okay, you know, it, it was, <laughs> might not have been that different than saying like, oh, you're from Iceland. Okay, like, like, okay, you're from somewhere else that I don't really know about. I don't really, yeah. whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Whereas now, saying that you're from Toronto, people understand that, oh, it, it, that means you're from somewhere dope. So, so that's understood. So I think that um, uh, what Drake and Abel have done uh-huh. there is that just by saying, talking about Toronto in super popular song, it's, you know, entered the, it's entered people's consciousness. Yeah. Like, oh, Toronto's a dope thing. Um, and now as a rapper, like I said, the industry knows the talent, like how Toronto's just dripping with talent. So now for me, it sort of clicks for everyone in the industry. Oh, he's from Toronto. Okay, that's what, like, he's got the song. It, it just it yeah, sort yeah. of, like, makes sense. It clicks, it completes something. So that's the way that it's impacted me personally in that it's, like, for whatever reason, it's, you know, it's sort of like... Uh, a little bit of a cheat code almost to be like, oh yeah, I'm from Toronto. By the way, I'm from Toronto, you know? And it's like, okay, that's maybe the best city that you could say that you're from right now, mm, you know? And yeah. So, so that's how it's impacted. Hey, you're me. based in Atlanta, which is the other city you want to be from. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Want to be in. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, I mean, and obviously like, like New York is, New York is still my favorite city on earth in terms of like, like, like Toronto, obviously is my hometown. I'll always have the most love for Toronto. Always like root for a Toronto team. Mm -hmm. I'll always like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where my mom and dad are. That's where I'll come home to. Mm -hmm. But they're like, what's your favorite city? What, what do you think is the best city? You know, New York is where, like, you know, I still have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so and and ultimately, as as someone who's like you know doing things that are beyond music as well, like you know New York is also the you know political capital of the world. It's also that the, the money capital of the world. So for me, like you know, Rolls will you know like I still have my crib in New York. I'm still there on the regular. Um, and Rolls will lead back to New York. And then one of the things that really excites people in in rap in general, and especially in Atlanta, is people can see, for me, people can see the um, the trajectory. So people understand, that, all right, right now Shaw's making like street music, Shaw's making trap, whatever people, however people define my music, mm-hmm. but there's this realization of this, um, I guess, projection that people are like, oh, well, damn, Shaw's gonna do some like, like Shaw's like the trap drink, that's what people, some people call me here, or like Shaw's gonna do like Bruno Mars type numbers. And Ooh. and then what that leads to is like you know that leads to like the Hollywood LA entertainment. So, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, but the point of that is to say that New York and LA are still you know destinations. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like being a Toronto rapper that's in Atlanta is a great place it's to powerful. be. Powerful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
so uh, I don't know about that. I uh, found out about you through the complex article that Martin Connor wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually like your music is really dope. By the way, we haven't actually said anything like yes. <laughs> Been like, hey, we are fans as well. Yeah, yeah. And I like uh, the, the just like to get this out of the way. Like I, I thought that even the title of Payday Seventy One, like that, like even the title of that was dope already so like thank, thank just, just saying that just putting it out there uh, but anyway so like no, yeah, that, what, we'll do, what, what, what we'll do is i'll have someone from my team so like because you know lyrically um i love the music like rookie card and payday yeah. and uh uh writing shoddy with god is actually one of my favorite songs shout out in dollars i never had poor as shit money shortage shit money shortage but no shortage of resourcefulness of course not wanted money married money took the money to bought the bitch start watching this the benjamin make money metamorphosis oh my god so that, that stuff was dope and especially lyrically like lyrically that's sort of like the foundation of i mean that is the foundation of what i'll be doing because that stuff is dripping it's just it's just so juicy full of lyrics that i can like after coming to Atlanta, I can kiss on like riding shoddy with God, and I can be like, "There's, there's like forty songs worth of hooks in here in the verses, right?" <laughs> but yeah. since getting to Atlanta, since getting to Atlanta, the music is on a whole other world, and there's only one songs out there right now. So what I'll do is I'll send you guys some more of the music that that, that we're holding on to, so that you guys have it. But um, but regardless, I appreciate what you're saying. Sorry, yeah, so, yeah. So, thanks, uh, man. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so you were um, so you were featured in this uh, sort of multi-day long interview trip with Martin, uh, I guess, um, for Complex, and basically they called you Trap's newest star. Um, right. Like, what's the before? What's the after? Um, how how has that affected you, your status? How's it? I mean, Complex is a widely read, uh, um, no, you know, publication. Uh, yeah. So the that so the before um, was that. So being a brown guy, being a brown, you know, Muslim from a different country, mm-hmm. there's been problems at the airport at the border. Yeah. For a long time, this stuff preceded Donald Trump. Um, but in in the last year, that stuff like that, whatever discrimination or that bullshit or whatever it is, got super heavy to the point where it actually like you know uh, impacted my ability to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, however, word got out about that. Um, you know, word got out, uh, and then. A lot of blogs or media or news or whatever it is inquired about this and like, yo, we want to do a story, blah, blah, blah. But then the angle that, the angle that, you know, news stories or news, whatever, um, wanted to take was this, like this sad story or versus Donald Trump or getting into something that wasn't about the music, which is not what I was trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, I didn't want someone to milk my, um, especially I don't want someone to turn my 
you know, misfortune or, or my experience, whatever it is, into some, you know, sob story or into some like, yeah, some Shah versus Donald Trump, whatever it is. This 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 some shit that's not really what my priority is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, nah, fuck all that shit. Like, um, uh, let's just do it. Like, you know, the press is still an important tool for an artist. Right, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. especially yeah. on the come up. Once you mm-hmm. get to that Drake, Bruno Mars, Kanye level, then it's like, all right, now you're in control. All you got to do is keep it hot, and then you know you. That, I mean, then you are sort of the 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 press. You know, you're what people want. Your your name alone brings in clicks. Yeah. So, but on the journey to that point, which you know, I'm still on. I'm still in the midst of that journey. It's like um, there is value in you know, press just saying your name. But for me, it's like, that's not a compromise. That's, that's something I'm not willing to compromise on. So it was like, all right, fuck all that shit. Martin um, had been in touch for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know that he was someone who really appreciated the um, art of lyricism. Yeah. And, yeah. Rap, and rap in general for what it was. And there was no <laughs> politics behind it. So, you know, we discussed doing something for a little while, and then he's like, here's how it's going to work. I'm not trying to make this story about whatever it is that you're going through, like whatever, whatever, you know, like you being trapped in America, whatever that is. We can talk about that. We don't need to talk about that, whatever that is. But I'm here to tell your story of like you in Atlanta, what's going on, the music, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Okay, sure. Let's do this. So mm-hmm. it it may have been I don't know. It may have been my only interview um, of twenty seventeen. So it was great. It was great in that it um, told the story. It was like, all right, here's the story, and then he did it right. So shout out Martin Connor and shout out Complex. Yeah, for yeah. doing this, like really telling the real, t- telling like the accurate story. You know. Um, and then in terms of the impact, obviously, like, the impact, so, is that now, for anyone who wants to know what's up, here's what Shah up to, what Shah's been doing. Mm-hmm. This thing exists that sort of, you know, it, like, captures what's been going on, you know? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, what, if this was two or three years ago, that type of article might have, it, it, probably would have changed the world, my world, a lot more just because previously blogs meant a lot more. Yeah, that makes sense. And right now we live in an era where, you know, like Complex is still a huge, it's still a heavy hitter. Yeah. Um, it's, still, it's still a platform that, like the, where the brand name will attract a lot of people. But the world where oh complex put this out so we know that you know 40 percent of the rap world will know this story those days are long gone dead rest in peace nail in the coffin it's like mm. something just being passively put out there doesn't make any difference anymore yeah. um so the impact of it is like it's how do i put this it's like 
people if people like people can send each other that complex article and then people will know who Shaw is mm. but the masses mm-hmm. didn't see that complex article you know what i mean yeah so now the impact is that um and then and then i guess the other place where that that did make a difference was sort of in the industry so the labels know what's up the labels know what's going on like you know there was a i guess an influx of interest from the labels that hadn't happened um since i got to atlanta about mm. like first got to atlanta in at the end of 2016 right, right. Yeah. yeah so so i guess that was good news but then the labels today are very um what's the word like mathematical in their offers so it's sort of mm. like okay. the before and now this is this is definitely like what when i talk about like all right there's the today there's the couple years ago and then there's the past and then the yeah. today probably changed in six months because yeah. the technology and the internet and stuff like that mm-hmm. the game is changing so quickly right yeah, definitely, yeah. So the distinction I made is that right now, blogs don't matter. A couple years ago, blogs did matter. But everything before that was like, you know, sort of like the Napster era and everything before that was that old school model um, is like the the industry and the labels specifically for this era and the last one, they don't value potential. So whereas before they might take someone right based on mm. like oh this person's going to be a star mm. and then, and then put, and give them you know give them the dough that won't happen anymore what they're just uh, they're looking at your current status and how much money your current status is worth basically <laughs> like in- exactly exactly and and specifically mm. your current um uh platform so like so how many fans do you have right now what is your because basically I guess the way to look at it is that you yourself are a platform and that's what they're investing in. They're investing in the your um, the size of your audience, right? Mm-hmm. So now any rapper at the early part of their career, like I put my first song out in May of twenty sixteen, for any rapper, you're gonna start to get to the um you're you're really going to start to feel the impact about you know three or four years into it like you know on average you can have a designer moment like designer in new york and pop real quick so for me i'm still i guess not at that point where organically naturally i'm you know known in alaska or known in a block there's not of that demand right show and get ten thousand dollars or get you know a quarter million dollars for a show mm. you know there but let alone like somewhere like alaska <laughs> right for me the labels are going to value it on what i can do so i you know i can i can sell out 1600 in atlanta right now yeah. but i do that in 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 hawaii or alaska well no so here's the value so a lot of uh, I guess I have a bit of a reputation as like, Shaw doesn't fuck with the industry, Shaw doesn't fuck with the labels. 
And that is kind of true, just me being a more independent person. But it's specifically that, well, the labels are valuing the, are valuing the artists, they're valuing me when they're approaching me right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, and when I first got to Atlanta, on here is the current audience base, so here's the check. And then it's like, that's just not worth um, giving up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because right exactly. now you've got your creative freedom, you've got... You can basically do what you want with your music, and um, I mean, if they're giving you like six, A seven, million. yeah, six, seven-figure like, deals or something, you know, then then it's worth considering. But not if uh, if they're not, they're, I guess they're not basing it on where you could be three to four years from years from now, but they're basing it on, yeah. Well, even a six-figure deal right now is not worth it's not worthwhile because of what you're giving up um yeah that makes you know, sense yeah getting a getting a quarter million to um to signing away a period of your life or you know or an album mm -hmm. which for the artist that's a that's a big mm -hmm. that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a big sacrifice for a quarter million it's not um that's not life-changing money and another thing to keep in mind is that when you like when you get a deal, when you sign in advance, this is just a loan, right? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. It's not that like it's not like a signing bonus. Um, so then it's like you know it makes that decision easy. Labels still will take an artist who has, you know, little to no credentials, and you know um, polish them up and shape them up. And I'm sure you guys are familiar with how today there are a lot of artists who are like. You know, independent for mm. quote, but they're really signed, right? Yeah. So that's sort of the new label model in that you know that artist is it's cheap for the label because that artist will take maybe no money, maybe like ten Gs, right? Um, and then the label will work them, but then there's very little risk involved in that. In that, well, you're not putting down even a quarter million, let alone like a million or two on potential. Mm. So, so. The, so now getting back to your question about the impact of complex on me, yeah. it's that uh, okay, there was this, you know, this refresh on the industry interest, which I think we kind of took it like it was like the industry took it like oh, is Shah doing this complex article? His way of saying like, all right, come get me, like all right, if you want to come get me now, but then it was like no, that, that's not what I'm mm. trying to say. Um, and then, and then, um, what else has been the impact of that complex article beyond just you know like industry demands and some offer things like that? Um, you know what it was. You know what really felt good about that for me was it was getting to tell the story. And again, shout out Complex and Martin yeah. um, yeah, sure. for taking the time to come down to Atlanta for like three, four days. Follow me, but it really got to tell the story, um, the less glamorous side of Atlanta, because mm -hmm. and especially my story is like I've gotten a lot of big co-signs. Swamp mm -hmm. Gizzo's co-signed me. Magic City showed me a lot of love. Yep. These are big in yep. in the rap world, especially in the South, but in rap general, these are like mm -hmm. big names. Swamp put on Gucci. Swamp put on Future. Like way, way, way back in the day. Like I think. It was Swamp was the first person to take Gucci on the road, and Swamp was the first person to get Future's first paid show. But 
he's still on the streets. Like I'm in the streets. Like when you're in Magic City and Magic City is behind you, what that means is that you have um, a gateway to the streets. So getting to tell this, that story, and especially like the lesser names, like the DJ Jantes, the DJ Outlaws, mm-hmm. uh, the Blue Flames, the places that are equally influential and impactful and definitely have a role here in Atlanta. But you don't hear those names. You don't hear those those or those uh, institutions. That was real dope. But Complex showed us, like, yo, this is what Shaw's about. What Shaw's really like, Atlanta's embraced Shaw, but Shaw's really embraced Atlanta. And then for people to know that, it's, it's just very, like, nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Have you seen... Um... I'm sure you have. Have you seen Atlanta, the Donald Glover show? I haven't seen it yet, but I oh. know. But his reputation is so good. That oh, he, man. Yeah, I still actually still have to watch the uh, final episode because I'm watching it with my girlfriend, but I'm stateside right now. She's back in Europe. Um, okay. So, But anyway, first nine episodes, I guess, are the ones that I've seen. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. Um, but you really get this sort of what you mentioned, this... Um, yeah, definitely. The 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 like the the side of Atlanta hip hop that isn't as glamorous, like right, and and this whole like networking and this like meeting the right people in the clubs and it's like how oh, you sh- yeah you should really check it out because it's from what it from what your story sounds like and the, the complex article sounds like and and then it just matches perfectly. Like I've never been in Atlanta, but like I'm starting to like get a picture in my head of what it feels like to be in that scene um, right uh maybe we should do like a road trip sometimes act like yeah visit atlanta so i don't know maybe <laughs> but yeah um you should definitely definitely check that out um yeah it, yeah, it, yeah i've only heard good things and i i've heard that it's like it's 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 accurate oh yeah definitely so it's, it's super it's funny like, too man it's really oh, yeah. funny <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know it started. Uh, I, they may have already wrapped season two. Like I know they started shooting in the fall. Um, uh, so yeah, man, and and Donald Glover's definitely like he didn't come up. I didn't even realize he was from Atlanta, but he definitely didn't come up the same way that we're talking about. You know, he came, like the TV show and all that did it for him. Oh yeah, yeah, and he went to, he went to uh, NYU. I think and started as a writer here for uh, Thirty Rock and. That's right. that community so i guess he went to california and uh but yeah he's he's from atlanta yeah right so then and so then for him to be able to tell the story accurately i mean that's that's huge um that's like that, that says a lot about him as um in terms of him being like like that's that that's a real one for, yeah. for him to be like you know for even to be motivated to tell that story but then to be able to tell it as accurately as the reputation is that's dope that's dope and also um, he's, and he's sort of like, street right so he's like that's what i mean that, yeah. that, that's what that mm-hmm. exactly like there's very few artists and this is something that i've only really realized uh in the last little bit the last maybe like few weeks is that the extent to which atlanta rappers really are in the streets and not even just being co-signed by someone who's in the streets or has street money but really trapping themselves and, yeah. and making that dough that you need to you know get the wheels moving um like so donald glover donald glover i guess like you wouldn't really consider him an atlanta rapper because he sort of 
arrived via the internet, right? And like, yeah. by, and, and it's Hollywood slash internet, which is um, whatever. It's, it's it's a different thing. Yeah. But 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 he still did do it on his own. He's not an industry plant, you know. Like, no. he he figured that stuff out on his own. And then there's a, but there's very few other artists who didn't come up through trapping themselves. Like, um, there's like Lil Yachty who got yeah, signed yeah. super early, mm-hmm. and then um, Russ who really had to who's really grinded his way to success. Who's you know he claims like he's I guess grew up in Atlanta. Um, um, and then Donald Glover, Lil Yachty, uh, I guess, was, I don't know if you guys know Pat G. He, I just smoked a blunt with your girlfriend. He wasn't in the streets like that, like traffic itself, but he still took the street. Like that's a very similar, um, artist to myself in terms of like, all right, not trapping in the streets like the same way that, you know, Gucci was trapping, but yeah. But everything that's propelling me to the top is like started with the streets. So that that is an interesting sort of like aspect of Atlanta where it's like it's 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 so prevalent. It's so um, like this infrastructure that I was saying doesn't it doesn't exist in Toronto. Meaning, and you guys should definitely do a road yeah. trip to Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think this spring break we're gonna go to LA. Yeah. Um, well, he, well, Steven's gonna be in LA. I'll, I'll be in LA for uh, I'll be in LA for February and March, and then Zach's flying in for a week. Um, so yeah. then we're gonna check out the West Coast. Uh, we should definitely. Ah, uh, it's not gonna work while I'm in the states still. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna definitely at some point when we're starting to rake in the money with like there you go oh yeah there, there were definitely <laughs> like we should do like a kick knowledge documentary series where you visit oh, yeah. all the oh man i'm loving this <laughs> just be like two white boys go to la two white boys go to atlanta like, <laughs> la will be dope la dope for uh you'll, you'll you'll have a dope time in la um because you you sort of as an artist or, or as anyone you sort of think that with the internet that once you're hot in Atlanta, it'll just be like automatically. Oh, you're gonna blow up everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not. But especially for an artist's first single, it's like there is this geographical movement. So like, Just Text started in Atlanta, yeah. hot in Atlanta. Now it's um, like now there's demand for me and for the song in like other parts of Georgia, in North Carolina in you know in miami miami right but like but but it's sort of like we had to there's still work that's needed to create that and it's this geographical spread so it's like you know so new york and la are far from atlanta so in order to get there it's like this you know it's like this spill that that takes time to cover the geography so especially for the rappers first single mm-hmm. but so even with cardi b you saw like now you know being on the inside mm-hmm. you see that cardi b is like okay well this sort of started in new york and it started in atlanta and swamp actually had a big uh my dj swamp is played a big role in that and then you see it start to connect and then you know eventually reach like you know like hollywood and la and commercials and all that stuff mm. so i don't know the extent to which Atlanta rappers, like, I don't know how big 
like Lucci or Cap G or Day Day or Dorez Deshaun are. Like those guys are full-blown celebrities right here um, in Atlanta. I don't know if you guys know who they are, but LA definitely has its own world, its own like its own world of music that doesn't that doesn't come outside. You yeah. know. So kind of going off, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, going off of what we've talked about with like kind of artists starting out, um, what would be some good advice that you would give to kind of artists that are like just starting out and like wanting to kind of make it independently? Um, uh, just kind of like do's and don'ts, like <laughs> things that are like most important to know, like when kind of. Um, getting into the game, I guess. So, um, when getting into the game, I guess a lot of artists and myself included at the beginning when I first started doing this have this perception that nowadays you can just put out a song on SoundCloud and it'll blow up, right? Mm. Um... And I guess, and, 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 you know, that could happen, that, that, that could, that could happen. But, um, the reality is that there is, uh, there's a lot more opportunity to do this on your own, which is, that's good news. So there's a lot more good news than there, than there was in the past. Um, but you still need to put in the work. You still like, there's still, there's still a lot of, you still need to like, you know, put in the work. And now the first thing I might say to an artist in terms of like how to look at the game and philosophically is that it's, um, this is a long game. If you want longevity, right? You can, I guess, yeah. So I guess I'm, I, my advice is to the artist who is making a career of this, not someone who just wants to, Sort of use a gimmick, go viral, get a, get one hit, and then figure out how to you know um, work that. For for artists who's putting in the work, um, who wants to who wants a career, it's one thing to keep in mind, which is sort of common sense, but uh, still something that a lot of us don't appreciate at the beginning. Is that this is a game of like relationships, long term relationships, and yeah. you're sort of like okay, and like if you told me that. Oh, yo, complex, like, you know, uh, a year after my release, my first release, complex is going to like anoint me the new star of trap. I'd be like, oh, shit, that's dope. That's amazing. That's all I, that's, yo, I'm, we're good, right? <laughs> but what is going to come easy is um, building with people who are at your level, right? <laughs> when you're starting, <laughs> And you have whatever fans you have, um, your sort of your community, your friends, your you know whoever thinks that you're dope with just whatever you've been doing, then that's that's your value. That's that what other people can look and be like, all right, that's where he's at. So now you want to be building relationships with anyone you can, but especially people you believe in that. Um, might not in that moment of today be able to provide, you know, uh, like they might not be able to change the game for you, but you're starting these relationships. So like this is a perfect example. When you, 
Like, so, you know, we're not doing, this is not MTV. You guys don't have yeah, 20 yeah. followers or whatever, but I believe that you guys are up to something, right? Right. Like, you're, like you guys are up to, you know, um, Martin said, hey, like, you know, like, um, Martin Martin gave you guys a heavy coastline. And then I'm like, yeah, I, I fuck with y'all. I fuck with these guys. That's Let's dope, do man. We appreciate it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, and then it's like, all right, and then and then the beauty of that is that in three years, in five years, when you guys are up to you know up up to some bigger things now, uh-huh. and and then I'm up to some bigger things. That moment in three years, one is going to be a lot more enjoyable. Like, yo, remember when we remember when we were doing this? Yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. People yeah. like look, looking at the old episodes, like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Shaw was on there. <laughs> Kick knowledge was, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then, and then you know, when you guys go to LA, you'll, be, you'll meet. Some, oh yeah, you'll you'll meet some rapper. But oh shit, you know, you could you'll vibe real dope with Shaw. Mm. You know? Like y'all should, you, like like. Damn, you've got it in LA and no one knows about you in the rest of the country. Shit, we should connect you with Shaw because Shaw's got it like that, but I don't think he's got anything in LA. I'm gonna connect you guys. And then the same way that it can be like, all right, yo, like, uh, you should talk to these two white guys right here. Like, I'll, this is me talking to another artist, right? Like, <laughs> or blah, blah, blah. But yo, these guys, like, they're onto something. Like, I, like, I fuck with them. So building these sorts of relationships are setting you up for the sort of success that you want, even if in that moment um, uh, it's not that master payoff that you want. So that's one thing, the importance of building relationships. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when you are building a relationship with someone who is, you know, steps ahead of you. So for me, it was like I got embraced by these you know, power brokers in Atlanta that could choose to fuck with anyone, right? There's so much talent, there's so much musical talent in Atlanta that, you know, there's more talent than there is, like, opportunity. Yeah. So then you then you just gotta be realistic and be like, all right, well, if someone's up, if someone's up and they are, you know, extending an opportunity to me, you gotta make sure that the value that you provide, that, that, that there's value that you're providing back. Right. Right. And it might might be as simple as if you're doing um, if a DJ is bumping your shit early on in your career, that you're doing something back to whatever it is. Um, so that's one thing sort of like to, to keep in mind um, relationships as a long term, um, a long term sort of aspect of this game so that's that, that's one thing in sort of like strategy people like and a lot of rappers hit me a lot of rappers hit me up asking for advice and that's one of the things that i say it's like all right when you're long-term relationships and provide that value back provide the value back and that's something that should also be there with the fans so now the same way that you might think that, oh, I can just put a song on SoundCloud and then it'll blow up and then I'm I'm there. And people not wanting to put in the work or thinking they don't have to put in the work, whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I speak from experience because I thought that, oh, I'm, I'm doing like grinding it out is something I won't need to do. But I've definitely been out here grinding, right? Mm-hmm. The same way that there's this thought like, oh, well, I'm just going to have a million fans. 
I'm just going to go platinum and that's it. But it's like it begins with one fan and then 12 fans, mm-hmm. 13 fans. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then definitely. That's how it begins. So, so, um, and then those early fans, those are going to be the ones that like, that there's going to be similar moments. Now, you might not recall in three years with a fan, oh, hey, remember when I answered your DM? But that fan will remember. That fan yeah, will yeah, remember. Yeah. Shaw will like, definitely. You, he replied to my comment uh, on his picture, gaming, and then you feel that, and and that's something that's like it's kind of easy to do. Um, you know, like you can't always like you. I'm not. You can't respond to fifty thousand comments, but oh, yeah. there is a point to which you ha- you have to take it to that point of like really engaging your fans and nurturing them and feeding them. And where where I need to do more of that now, and that's about to happen, is I need to feed. Especially given who's embraced me, meaning like the streets of Atlanta, mm-hmm. and well, the people who are really backing me are the streets, and the, the streets. What the streets really value is a body of work, a mixtape yeah. with what they value. Because they want a body of work, yeah. not just separate songs. Yeah, the, the streets want a body of work. The streets of at least the south, right? Um, so, so another piece of advice for the artist, and I, I really value advice from, from people, so I'm out there seeking advice, but you know, it's, it's not the same as having someone on your team who has right. been through this before. So for, so for anyone in that situation, it's like, well, when you start to get a little thing going, you have to like really nurture yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Uh, we could lay the foundation for this relationship, the Shaw Kick Knowledge Connect, because it's been great having you on the show. Uh, it's an honor to be your first interview of 2018. I mean, we were definitely here early for the year. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's been great talking to you, man. Yeah, man, it was dope. We're definitely dope. kicking knowledge. That's what, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this really, this really was kicking knowledge. Yeah, right, right. Like, hopefully you're, I know, right? Hopefully yeah. your listeners got <laughs> something out of this. Like, hopefully, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but like I said, it's just, it's, it's, um, when you can link up with people that you vibe with, um, yeah, and then build those relationships in this world, it's, this is an example of something that shows you that, like why we do this. So like, all right, this this is work. Like for y'all, this is work. For me, this is work. But it's like, what was the work? It was like getting to talk about hip hop, getting to talk about Atlanta and LA, maybe help some people out with some advice. Like, meaning this was enjoyable, right? Yeah, exactly. When, you, yeah. when we when we can vibe like this, and then this is the building relationship. You know, y'all check in. You know, oh, yeah. check in from when you're in LA. Check in whenever when you come to Atlanta. So this is really how to start things off in this world, this entrepreneurial, you know, internet world that, that, that we're in and take advantage and make it yours and, you know, be happy. So, yeah, this is. Awesome. Man. Hey, is there anything you want to still like, you still want to like plug, uh, that you feel like you haven't mentioned enough or at all in the episode, but definitely want in there. Now's the time. The song that has sort of, you know, got things taking off 
Um, yeah, the song that, that, that really launched my career is Just Text. Why you calling Just Text? Text, text, text. Time and money, not expensive. You and me, we're not best friends. Let it ring, they can take. I had to overcome some hard times. I went from holding the roof to the spotlight. It's really only sort of Atlanta and the surrounding Southeast that will have even sort of heard about this. So, you know, we'll be bringing, we'll be pushing the song to wherever, you know, the rest of the country over the course of 2018. If you want to get the early jump on it, Just Text is the name of the song. You can go to my Spotify or anywhere on social media. Everything is Day of Shah. So my name is Shah, S-H-A-H. All my social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube is Day of Shah, D-A-Y-O-F-S-H-A-H. Um, and the only other thing, I guess, is that that we didn't really talk about is my video series is something that oh that yeah, was, yeah. that was yeah. the first that my video series was the first thing that got I guess my name up there so I don't know how mm. you guys are with with the with that but um it's basically for every single that we put out starting with my first single rookie card and that will follow my career. Every single will have a music video that's part of a broader series. So sort of like episodes of a TV show where you watch them, you'll see, oh, you'll see like recurring characters and you'll see themes and you'll see ideas that kind of like how my lyrics go several layers deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the videos reflect yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, you know, that, oh, that is dope. it'll get more yeah. and more exciting, like, you know, when there's like, 11 videos and 17 videos then you'll really get to see oh mm, okay what's going on the patterns and the recurring stuff exactly yeah. exactly and it'll be fun and it'll be fun for the for the audience for fans to really see the my career grow through these music videos in a you know intentional and artistic way so that was the first thing that got my name up um, in LA, I'm sort of known as the rapper that fucks with the artist world, like so street artists, fine art, that world, like painters. Mm. So those guys contributed a lot to the first music videos. My cinematographer, my cinematographer uh, Mafia Da Vinci, is a genius with it. So there you go to YouTube slash Day of Shot and see all the music videos. I would suggest watching it in order, begin with Rookie Card and then get to just text. But um, yeah, just text is what's popping right now. That that's that's what it'll be. Yo, just text with the drone shots and shit. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So shout out to your cinematographer then. <laughs> that was awesome. Shout out mafia. Yeah. All right, Day of Shaw. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so this has been, uh, I don't know what episode is this? Is this twelve? I think it's 12. Yeah, we're at episode 12 right now. Um, if you like the show, make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, uh, like our page on Facebook. Um, you can listen to our podcast episodes on kickknowledgepodcast.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, and Mixcloud. And um, am I forgetting something? Uh, Anything I think that? you nailed all of it. I nailed good. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Whew, fire. <laughs> One take, man. <laughs> I usually butcher this, like, <laughs> three takes for the outro. <laughs> hey, but, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Peace. You're right, peace. Kick it, kick it, kick it.
I'm here with my favorite white guys in, in rap music right now. Right now.